to the Everybody Podcast. Here, we'll dive into all things health and mindset to help you learn to push past your limits into a life you can be obsessed with. My name is Cassie, and I'm a personal trainer and health coach focused on guiding you toward being your healthiest, happiest self. So buckle up and let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. You might have noticed from the topic today, we're talking about movement and how movement and life are related and needed and necessary and all of those wonderful things. And at the end of today's show, I am actually going to give you an opportunity to join me in a five-day movement challenge. So make sure you listen all the way through the end of the show so you can hear how this is going to work and what we are going to be doing. But uh, we are going to start with me talking to you a little bit about uh, my past um, career, my former career, which was working in physical therapy. So I was a physical therapist assistant. I still am, I suppose, licensed in the state of Wisconsin. And I worked in the same clinic for almost 10 years. And I worked in an outpatient clinic. I did cover some inpatient rotations as well as needed, but I was mostly working in outpatient. And some of my specialties were working with people with chronic pain, uh, pregnancy and postpartum, cancer rehabilitation, and I did some running specialty as well with this. But I can say that most of my clientele on an average day was either someone who was post-op, like maybe you know, a knee replacement or a hip replacement, something, some kind of surgery on their ankle, um, back or neck surgery, you know, spine surgeries, or chronic pain. So those were two of the things that I probably spent the most of those almost 10 years working with. So, um, and working with those populations and or just people that were hurting and not doing well, um, I started to obviously learn about the connection between mental health and pain and um, lifestyle and all of those things and how those related to people having pain and being in pain. And if you go back way, way back to the first couple episodes I recorded, that was all about pain. And so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. If you want to learn more about pain and chronic pain, you can just go back to those episodes and listen to them if you never have. They're really great. Um, But today I want to talk a little more about why movement is so important for your health and to prevent disease. And the reason that I want to talk about this is I recently was chatting with a friend of mine who has decided to do some health coaching herself, and we did a live, um, basically a live stream over the weekend and talked a little bit about this. And I got really fired up and I'm like, this is what I'm talking about on my podcast. So, um, so here we are. So we're talking about kind of our why behind exercise. And, and then I started talking about my reason why, um, that I left the healthcare setting and made my way to the gym. And this is actually a pretty common thing you'll see between physical therapists and personal trainers, um, kind of weaving in and out of uh, these two roles. You know, there are quite a few personal trainers at the gym that are in school for physical therapy, and there are quite a few personal trainers who used to be 
physical therapists or physical therapist assistants. And it is a pretty natural flow in and out um, of these two careers. But the reason that I decided to really get into what I call disease prevention. So I call my personal training, my health coaching, I call that disease prevention. And the reason I decided to get into it was because I spent so many years helping people put band-aids over problems, physical problems that they were having that could have been prevented. And I saw it over and over and over again. And it just got really um, hard and heavy for me to watch these people come in the door every single day, you know, different people, different life situations, different everything, but the same story, really. Not enough movement, not enough of the right nutrition, you know, not enough of of these things that our body really just needs to thrive and and survive and ending up in a chronic disease state. And I just decided I had had enough of that, that I wanted to be out in the world where I could actually work with people preventing disease. Now, not everybody that I train gets this talk, right? But my goal, my ultimate goal is to touch as many lives as I can possibly touch through movement, exercise, and nutrition to prevent disease. And that is my bottom line. That is why I do what I do. That is what is at the heart of what I do. It is because I spent too many years seeing way too many people, young and old, lose their ability to move, lose their ability to participate in family events, social events, and then start going down that hole of, I can't do the things I want to anymore because I hurt or because I have this disease or I have this going on and falling into a deeper depression, which leads to more pain and more sadness. And it was just this spiral that I saw over and over again that could have been prevented had these people just had someone like me in their lives that encouraged them to get up and get moving. And that is why I started my podcast. That is why I started personal training. That is why I virtually train and I virtually coach and do health coaching and run my virtual fitness community. This is why I want to help you and everybody on this planet that I can prevent chronic disease and the pain and the suffering and the sadness that comes with it. So I just want to talk a little bit about this today and um, kind of talk about why movement has become something that people just don't want to incorporate in their lives anymore. And I just don't understand um, why it is so difficult for some of us to do it. And I shouldn't say I don't understand. I understand it. I see it. And I want to be part of the reason that you decide to get up and get moving. Now, part of it is just kind of what our social norms are now. Um, We drive everywhere, right? First of all, it's like you rarely see, I mean, we see people biking and walking, but that's usually because they don't have a car. Like, I feel like most of the people that are walking and uh, taking public transportation, um, wouldn't be doing that if they had access to a vehicle. Uh, I know a few people that do ride their bike to and from work, but again, I feel like that's few and far between. So we all sit in our cars and drive to wherever we're going to go. 
our pastimes no longer really include movement anymore, right? It's like social media or binge watching shows, um, maybe going to a sporting event and then sitting on your butt for hours watching other people play sports, right? Or thinking about like going to a barbecue or going boating or a cookout, like all of that involves sitting and typically food and eating. And many times alcohol is also thrown into there. So we sit, we eat, and we drink. And that's kind of the extent of it. Um, I know with COVID, there's more and more and more sitting than there ever has been because so many of us weren't even getting that walk from where we park to walking into the building at work or, um, you know, or even just going to the store and getting that movement, walking around the grocery store. I mean, there were so many things that changed and so many more people that I've talked to that are like, oh, yeah, you know, over COVID, I had gained weight or I really got into some unhealthy habits because there was no need to go out and move unless you were intentionally doing so. Now, I do know our family started nightly walks during COVID and so many other families and people did too. But again, I don't know if that was really part of the norm. So part of the reason that we don't like to move or see the value in it is because we're just so used to not moving. And our brains like to be efficient. Our brain likes to do the easiest possible thing. So when you present your brain with something and it seems like a challenge, you're initially going to get pushback. Your brain's going to be like, ugh, why do no, we don't need to do that. We're just fine just how we are. Um, and needing to figure out how we can break out of those thought patterns. But I mean, we've even gotten to a point where we need campaigns just to encourage us to have our children move for 60 minutes a day. That is like astounding to me. Like kids move naturally. And it's so sad that we've gotten to a place as a society that our children need to be encouraged to move just for an hour a day, right? I mean, childhood obesity has exploded over the last, what, decade or so. Um, And, you know, a lot of it is just, yes, more sedentary activities and pastimes, but it's also kids do what they see. So the more sedentary parents that children have, the more likely they are to be sedentary as well. You know, if you're the kind of parent that will get up and go outside and play with your child, they're more likely to get up and go outside and play. Uh, But if you're the parent that is going to sit all the time and then try to tell your child to go play, that doesn't always rub off or work as well as actually getting up and doing it yourself. But just in general, um, I'm going to read through a few things here, a couple things from the CDC, a couple things from the American Cancer Society, and then we'll talk a little more. So Uh, The CDC states regular physical activity helps improve your overall health, fitness, and quality of life. I think we can all agree that. But did you know it also helps reduce your risk of chronic conditions like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, many types of cancer, depression and anxiety, and dementia. So movement can help reduce your risk for all of those conditions. Generally, 150 minutes of moderate intensity aerobic activity every week is recommended and muscle strengthening at least two days a week. So this is like the minimum, 150 minutes of aerobic activity plus minimum of two days of strength training. And think this is just like bare minimum. You probably should be doing more than that, right? Um, 
But let's talk a little bit. Heart disease. So regular exercise can help improve your heart health. And recent studies have shown that interval training is often tolerated well in people with heart disease. So if you already have heart disease, you can still improve it with movement. Same with diabetes. Regular exercise will help your insulin and more effectively lower your blood sugar levels. For people with high blood pressure, exercise can actually lower your risk of dying of heart disease and lower the risk of heart disease progression. Back pain. Let's talk about pain. Regular low-impact aerobic activities can increase your strength and endurance in your back and improve muscle function. Okay, so back pain, arthritis, cancer. Exercise improves the quality of life for people who've had cancer and also improve their fitness. And exercise can lower the risk of dying from breast, colorectal, and prostate cancer. Now, when I was working in the hospital and working with um, in our cancer rehab program, we had a ton of breast cancer patients. And that just happens to be because I was at a hospital um, that had a wonderful women's pavilion and we treated a lot of breast cancer there. But one thing that we did was upon diagnosis of cancer of any kind, you should be getting a referral to physical therapy. And the very first thing we ever did was get people started on a walking program. If they weren't walking yet, we got them started on a walking program. And that's because science actually proves that being on a regular walking program, especially with a breast cancer diagnosis, can improve your survival rates and reduce your risk of reoccurrence. Isn't that amazing? So walking is the most common type of physical activity in the U.S. and has been associated in previous studies with lowering the risk of heart disease, diabetes, breast cancer, colorectal cancer. I mean, if that alone, if hearing that alone doesn't make you want to get your butt up off the couch right now or out of your car or whatever and get moving, I don't know what will. But (laughs) where I come from as a health coach and a personal trainer is I want to spread the word about this. I want to encourage you to find the reason why you want to exercise. So there are many, many people in my virtual community that have all started out reaching out to me saying, you know, I want to move more. I want to exercise more. I know it's good for me. I know it'll be good for my health. I know it'll be good for XYZ, right? I mean, we all know exercise and movement is good for a million things. Our bodies are made to move. Our joints are made for to have compression and movement. Um, that's just that's just the way we were built. And if we look back to, you know, the days before we had vehicles, the days when we had to walk everywhere, when we literally had to um, collect our food from the ground and hunt and things like that. Like that's what our bodies are literally made to do. They're not made to sit in chairs. They're not made to sit for hours at a time. They're not made for that. And when we start behaving that way, our bodies let us know, right? We get pain, we get fatigue, we get depressed. I can't tell you how many people have depression just because they don't move. They just don't move their bodies. And how many people can reduce their depression and anxiety levels just by moving more. So many times when I'm working with someone in my virtual fitness community, it starts off as this conversation of like, what do you want to achieve and why do you want to achieve it? 
because I'll tell you, there are people that will invest money in themselves and then do nothing. I have a lot of them. I have so many members in my virtual community that I'm reaching out to every month or two. And I'm like, hey, are you still there? Like, I haven't heard from you. I haven't seen you checking in. I haven't seen you doing any workouts. I haven't seen you in any of the, you know, gatherings or virtual connectings or anything like that. Um, and it's these these cycles of people that are like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to do it next week or I'm going to do it next week or the week after that. Or I had a really busy week, so I just couldn't get to it. Um, and I will tell you that that the people that I work with that have the hardest time sticking to this program or whatever program they pick or sticking to exercise or sticking to nutrition also tend to be the people that do seem to suffer more or share that they're suffering from depression or anxiety. And it's like, man, if we could just get you moving more, if we could just get you moving consistently, I know you're going to feel better. I know it. I do. I wish that I could just wave a magic wand and help you do it, but I can't. You have to put in the work to feel better. You just have to. There's no other way around it. And, you know, getting people to the point where they start to figure out why they actually want to exercise, why they actually want to start moving their body, I think is the hardest part. Because once you get someone finding their really strong why about why they want to move, it becomes easier. Now, that doesn't mean the actual movement is easy. That doesn't mean getting up at 530 in the morning is easy to get your movement in. But what gets easier is having that inner strength to have you do it no matter what. And I'll share my why with you. And this is very similar to a friend of mine that we were talking this weekend, the one I told you I was live with. We have similar whys. And we also have similar family histories. So we have family histories of addiction mental health issues, and um, just generally unhealthy family members. And my why for why I move is because, number one, I never want to be a burden on anyone. I don't want my children or my husband or, you know, someone that they hire to have to bathe me, to have to push me around in a wheelchair, to feed me to help me get dressed, to help me wipe my butt. I'm telling you guys, this is like real life. This is what happens. Whether you fall into extreme obesity or diabetes or heart disease or stroke, these are the things that happen because people are not taking care of themselves. Now, sure, occasionally people will have something unfortunate happen with their health, even if they are living a very healthy lifestyle. But I will tell you that most people that suffer from chronic conditions could have prevented it through a lifestyle of exercise and proper nutrition. And that's why I do what I do, because I don't want to be one of those people. I don't want to be the person, the mom or the grandma who can't keep up with my grandkids. I don't want to be the person that retires and lives the rest of their life sitting in a wheelchair because I spent my entire life sitting at a desk and working for someone else just so I could make money, enough money to retire. And by the time I do, my body is so worn out and unhealthy that I can't even enjoy it, right? It makes me so sad to see people who have these like desk jobs or 
you know, truck drivers is a huge one that end up having chronic back pain and obesity issues. You know, we work and work and work and wear this badge of honor, like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm working so much so I can save for my retirement. Well, for what? You've spent the last 35 years sitting on your ass in a chair, making money for someone else, saving bits and pieces for yourself so you could retire. And now your chronic pain and your diabetes are so bad that you can't even enjoy your life. Or your heart is so unhealthy that now you have to have a surgery. Or your joints have got so much arthritis in them because they haven't been used or moved. And now you're stuck with this. Like, this is your life. We only have one life, you guys. One. That's it. We have one body and one life. And to spend it and use it and waste it sitting and eating and drinking ourselves into disease is the worst way that you could possibly spend your life. And that's why I do what I do. And that's why I encourage people, strongly encourage people to get moving. That's why my clients that I have get those texts from me and those messages and those DMs, even after I haven't heard from them or seen them in a month, two months, six months. Guys, I have people that signed up for my virtual fitness community, paid their fee, signed up six months ago, eight months ago, close to a year ago, and they don't show up. They still haven't shown up. But that doesn't stop me from sending them messages and being like, hey, I'm still here. You paid your fee. You have all your stuff. All you have to do is get going. But it's because I don't want any of you to waste your lives. I don't want any of us to end up unable to play with our grandkids or unable to enjoy our retirement or unable to walk up a flight of stairs. I'll tell you, I had people that I treated in physical therapy that would say, oh, no, I don't want to work on the stairs because I don't have stairs at home. And I would say to them, this is literally what I would say. I mean, if you don't climb stairs again, you're never going to climb stairs again. And like, let that sink in. Like if you stop doing something, that means you're not going to do it ever again. What if you're in a building that's on fire and you need to get down the stairway, you know, or what if you're stuck somewhere and you have to get up a couple of stairs? I mean, like, what are you going to do? Right? Um, We don't want to, I feel like as humans, we love to be independent. And I'll tell you, it is very, very depressing to watch someone fall into a state of the inability to physically take care of themselves anymore, to un- like have an inability to literally reach around your own body and wipe your butt after you go to the bathroom. It happens, you guys. It can happen to you. It can happen to me. It can happen to any of us if we gain enough weight, lose enough mobility, um, lose enough endurance to where we can't care for our bodies anymore. And that's why I'm here talking to you today. That's why I'm in the gym every day training people. That's why I am all over my social media every single day encouraging people to get moving. And that is also why I am giving us our five-day movement challenge. So we'll get to this exciting part now because I want you to live I want you to move. I want you to enjoy your life. I want you to be able to do 
all the things that you want to do, no matter how old you are. Um, I want you to be able to spend time with your grandkids, enjoy your retirement. I want you to be able to get up and down that flight of stairs like nobody's business. And, you know, you might be young right now and be like, can't even imagine what that's like, but I've seen it. I've been there. I'm I'm still young, too. I haven't been to the point where I can't get up and down stairs outside of having a knee surgery and healing from that. But besides that, I've seen it, though. I see it. And I don't want any of us to end up that way. And if you're already in a state of maybe a chronic disease, know that that can be sometimes reversed and definitely improved through the right kind of movement. And so here is what is going to happen. I am hosting a five-day movement challenge in my free Facebook community, um, the Everybody Health and Mindset community. It is going to be linked in the show notes. So the first thing you have to do is go join that community. It's completely free on Facebook. You request to join, um, answer a couple of questions, and boom, you're in. And, and then starting July 5th, so we are going to go July 5th through July 9th. We are all going to commit to 30 minutes of exercise or movement a day. Now that 30 minutes can be whatever you want. So it could be like if you go to the gym, it could be your 30 minutes at the gym. It could be a 30 minute walk, bike ride, whatever it is. It's 30 minutes a day. But I will be providing us some exercise videos in the group. So every day I'll post a new video of a workout that you could do. And it's going to be a variety of things. Like some days it'll be strength stuff. Some days it'll be more cardio based. Um, I'll probably throw a little bar in there for you if you've never done bar. Everything that I put in there for you can be done at home or done at the gym as well. Some things may require that you have some weights to use. If you don't have weights, you can just use like whatever you have around the house, soup cans or fill up milk jugs with water or whatever. Um, But I'm asking everybody that listens to this, and I'm announcing it this week, even though it won't be for one more week, because I want to give you all a chance to hear this and get into my free community so that we can do this together. So we are going to do five days, 30 minutes a day of movement. And really what your job will be is to complete your 30 minutes of movement, whether it's the video that I post for you to do or whatever movement you choose, and then you're just going to take a sweaty selfie, a picture of yourself or a picture of what you did or whatever, and you're going to post it in the group. And that's your accountability. And so we're going to see how many people that we can get moving for five days straight. And now will five days cure your chronic condition? No. Will five days and then nothing else prevent your chronic conditions from happening? No, but it's a start. I want to give us some momentum. I want to get us moving. And if after those five days, you're feeling good and you want to keep going, then we do it for another five days and another five days. Maybe you decide to go join my virtual fitness community or find a personal trainer or join a gym, whatever it is. Like I am here because I want you to prevent a life of disease and chronic disease. What I want to do is help you create a life that you can enjoy, that you can love. And we have to move to be able to do that. So I am really excited about this. I want you to go to the show notes and find, click into my community and join after today. And then July 5th, we will start our five-day, 30-minute movement challenge. And this is open to like anybody. So if you have like friends, family members, kids, um, parents, you know, whoever you want to join you, I want you to challenge everyone in your life to come do this with us. 
I want to see this community full of people moving for five days, um, so much so that we can't find anything except like sweaty selfies and posts about the fact that you got your 30 minutes of moving in. So I want you to go join the community. And then I want you to grab a friend or two friends or three friends and invite them into the community with you to complete this challenge. Um, again, it'll be in the show notes. So all you have to do is look in the show notes, find our community, find that Facebook community, get into it and get ready to move on July 5th, July 5th through July 9th. And hopefully every day after that. Thank you so much for listening again, you guys. I know today we got a little sciencey, um, but I also got a little bit of mindset in there. Talked a little bit about my why. It would be great for you guys to start thinking about what is your why? Why should you start moving? Maybe it's the same as mine. Maybe I hope I encourage you today to want to move your body so you can live a life that you absolutely love. And the more we move, the stronger we get. And the more we prevent ourselves from developing chronic disease, the happier we can live our lives. Thank you so much for listening again. Make sure you hop into that Facebook community and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you are here. It would be amazing for you to share this episode on social media and tag me in it. Can't wait to be back next time. Talk soon.